Welcome to another digital tourism show and I have the pleasure to be joined with Javid Nadarov of Get Guided and in this video we will be discussing various business models within tourism including can a subscription model work within the tourism sector. Well, welcome. Thank you. Nice to see you again. You too. You too. Um, I think Arrival was the last time we, we saw each other, which yes. was... Uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. And if anyone has never been to Arrival within Tours and Activities, highly recommend it. It's such a great event. Um, the speakers, the workshops, just being able to meet other tour operators and suppliers and OTAs. It's just a, a fantastic event. I think, I think ITB and WTM, they're trying to get into Tours and Activities. It's those both of them are just too way too big yeah. for people to care about tools and activities just yet. Mm -hmm. Whereas the arrival is just precisely for tools and activities, and you get your peers and people yeah. discussing all the topics you need to know. Yeah, definitely. I can't, I can't agree more. Love the event. Um, so, Yavid approached me in terms of what we could discuss today, and one of the topics that you brought to me was could a subscription model and various yes. other business models work within tourism? And I thought, uh, so this is just going to be an open discussion, just going to be candid, you know, nothing's been scripted here, you know, we've basically just sat down, stuck the video on and thought, let's just see what, sure. what comes of it. So, subscription models. So the idea, when I, when I wrote you, I mean, if you, if you know what we do, we, are, we try a lot of different things. So we are, people, people look at it as an OTA, mm -hmm. but we don't use the word OTA, <coughs> the word platform, specifically because the way that we approach the tourism and activities market, yep. and that makes us think, what well, we can do more. Uh, especially with the latest discussions of OTAs versus direct and um, when people say they don't want to mark up too much and they don't want to be dependent on the OTA market uh, so we were thinking what can be done one of the ideas basically was subscription mm -hmm. model um, but then their own limitations who can do it and who cannot do mm -hmm. it and mm -hmm. um, and what other models if, if not subscription what other models can work um, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting topic no I think um Oh, the one thing that comes to mind is it would work for every type of tour, tours and activities business, but you no know, one it could possibly work for is, say, a, a, obviously a day tour or like a bus tour, for example. Yeah. Um, so uh, the first bus tour company that comes to my mind is Greyline. Uh, so, so if you can imagine someone being a, a subscription model or Sandemans, whatever, yeah. for example, um, they, it's almost like being a VIP member. So yeah. it would allow people to subscribe. Uh, this would be more for sort of frequent flyers or frequent travelers, obviously. Yes. Um, so if someone was in Paris, you're traveling the world. So if someone was uh, yeah backpacking, yeah it would work well for that. Um, someone was uh, in Paris, for example, they can just jump uh, jump on a hop on hop off because they've got a sort of VIP membership card. That they I can... know, I know one of the OTAs. They opened the office in Glasgow. Mm -hmm. When I met them, they said they have frequent travelers, yeah. and some of them will spend thousands and thousands of pounds booking tours everywhere they go with the same company because they know the quality. Mm -hmm. um, so there it can, for example, Sandman's like a company, they can do a subscription for backpackers and kind of a budget travelers, whereas some higher end uh, companies can also do for higher yeah. end travelers. Uh, let's say if you're a millionaire and you're traveling with the, with the world with your family, you may love this model. Mm -hmm. On ITB, Sandman's was doing uh, this presentation and they actually introduced this loyalty cards like in the cafes with the stamps. Yeah. Um, so that kind of, they're kind of moving in that direction. 
Yeah. Not exactly yet, but I think I think they're, they're, they're starting. People start to analyse different models. Well, obviously the, the airlines have done that a lot for a long time in terms of you not know, getting off frequent flyer sort of miles yeah. and things like that. So if there was something within tourism it was along those sort of lines as well, I think would work really well. Yeah, B two B two C it it can work. Oh, but I don't think there will be a huge take. People, I mean, you have to, first of all you have to be in lots of destinations. You cannot be one destination mm -hmm. and subscription. It just doesn't yeah. work for B two C. Um, second of all, you have to have a day trips or day fixed departures every day at the set times at mm -hmm. the same quality, same program. So people know that if they go with the subscription card, they will be served in that destination. Yeah. And third of all, they, you have to have a system where it manages all the how many people attend. Yeah. There's over, so there's no overbooking happens. Yeah, that was the one aspect of it. Because for me, if it was a, a, a subscription model, you, it has to be something more of a benefit obviously it's going to yeah. save time for people just if they were on a bus too for example they, they, they should be able just to walk on the bus yeah. and go here's my my vip card my membership no my subscription and just do the tour without having to sort of book in advance but uh, yeah there is the logistics of is the bus going to be full yeah. is it going to be seats available that type of thing so like that is a another thing especially with the walking tours what if like let's say if you're a tour company and your customer is not happy mm -hmm. most of the time you return the money i mean we, we do we do full guarantee return um, we just research and then if, if there's the real quality was not there, um, we will return it. And I know a lot of companies do that. How are you going to do the subscription if customers are not happy? Mm -hmm. um, do you get subscription model like one month free? Or what, what are you going to do there? And also how are you going to price? Um, I think the best example of it is there was a movie pass when they went bankrupt because people were using their membership yeah. and getting just lots of movies. So it was unprofitable at yeah. all. It was draining the money. What if people just go just go and use tours a lot or they give the card to their family members? Are mm -hmm. you gonna check that so there's another logistical Yeah, I suppose it could be it could be a photograph yeah, card yeah, so or something like that. No, it's like a, a passport as it were yeah yeah yeah. Um but I suppose yeah. there, there's always gonna be an element of that. Now if you look at you know, if, if you get a cinema membership, which is just a monthly membership and I think yeah. this could only work monthly. No, you can't oh, be yeah. tied into a long term contract oh, no. or anything like that. Um, people don't travel for some, years. Yeah, exactly. You know, some people will go to the cinema twice a week. Oh, or, yeah. yeah, and other people will go once every few months. But they still have a, a an unlimited card for yeah. Cineworld or whatever it would be. So, um, so yeah, there is always you're always going to have to. It's, it's finding the middle ground. Some people will use it more. Some people will use it less. But overall, it should balance yeah, itself yeah. out. And that's what you need to look at these sort of things. I, th um, I think there's a, there's a company I was listening to the podcast, uh, startup podcast, and there's a guy who is doing this similar thing for airlines, that mm -hmm. was the biggest concern. I don't think the tourism activities will have that much of concern because mm -hmm. it's uh, um, uh, different from airlines and, and transportation flights and stuff. Tourism activities is just, it's just too different. There's no setting, yeah, you yeah. cannot overuse it, I think. But there's still a bit of risk of that, especially for if you're a small company, you don't have too much money, uh, too much cash in mm -hmm. your hands to, be, to pay your suppliers and to your guides. Um, that's that's one, one thing about subscription. Yeah. But, other models can also be. See, Mark, I think I think that, uh, in the future, in the near future, I think subscriptions could work very well in terms of. You know, we had Alex Bainbridge talking about um, autonomous vehicles and, uh, and sightseeing. If you can imagine a, a a subscription model where you can literally just Uber, I suppose, is the the prime example. You basically just order the, mm. the vehicle, go into the vehicle, and do a tour somewhere. Uh, to me, that that subscription model in that sort of sense, but because of the tech is. Becoming more to the front in terms of uh, to the forefront in terms of vehicles I and things. I, I think other being like you mentioned Uber, which is also part of the activities mm -hmm. or in, yeah. in destination services. I wonder if those kind of companies will ever introduce subscription because 
To me, it's ideal. No, I use Uber anywhere I travel. I use Uber all the it's time. Safe, no, it's because it's, it's, it's so, so convenient. It's easy to use. I know exactly what I'm paying for. You all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And a subscription model to me, you know, if you're paying so many, not so many pounds a month or dollars a month or whatever it be, to then just go pick up the taxi, just go off, and you know what's happening. I'm surprised Uber, but Uber may already be looking at this. Oh, yeah, not, I, mean, I, I would imagine they would, they would be, but I think something like that would be ideal. It yeah, just so. came to my mind that when yeah. you said Uber, I'm like, huh, I think subscription can be adopted to a lot of places. Mm -hmm. Will it work? Yeah. Will it be overused? Or yeah. You never know. But and again, you're not going to get lots and lots of take-up, but again, yeah. it could be enough just to generate income. You know, if you look at the, the aspect of... You could of, put the upper limit. Yeah. If you look at the if you look at the aspect of, of gift cards, you know, if somebody buys a gift card for someone's birthday or whatever, there's a good percentage that don't even get yes. spent. So that company's made money for, for nothing because there's usually a time limit on these yeah. things, over a year or whatever it would be. So even just to generate some extra revenue could be a, a, a big benefit. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of tour companies are trying to push the gift cards as well. And more mm. and more I see from our own suppliers, from their own marketing channels, we see on their Facebook pages and Instagram pages, when they push gift cards. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the aspects of good gift cards about tourism activities is it replaces the physical product, which is environmentally more friendly. But yep. truth to be told, people still love that physical product and people still love getting something in their hands. And I've seen in, the, in one of the shops uh, in Newcastle that people have, they, it was an experienced company, they were doing like extraordinary high-end experiences and they had these boxes, very nicely designed with pictures. You could give someone experience what's in a box kind of thing with a code inside. And I think stuff like that is still valuable. You know, uh, I, I'm a big fan of when you're, when you're taking the tour of your tickets and everything else, yeah. it should all be on your phone or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I hate going to an airport where you've got your ticket on your phone and they still print something out and give it oh, to yes. you. It, it just annoys me so, so much. But it's, when you're at the experience and taking the experience, to be given something at the end of that experience that you can then pass on to someone else, it's like it's a referral tool, it's a sales tool. Yeah. To then be, it's a keepsake or it's something you can then pass on to someone else. To me, that is ideal. That's what every business should technically oh, yeah. be doing, to be honest. Um, so, back to the subscription again. We talked a lot about B2C, but B2B where we are, basically mm -hmm. B2B platform, can work very well as well. I think if, you're, if I'm a hotel company, so I think the subscription can, can be working B2B not only for the buyers, but also for suppliers. It will increase traffic massively. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a hotel company and if I'm subscribed to the tour company or a platform and I pay monthly fee, what I will try to do to try to sell those tours and try to offer guests more, mm -hmm. that means for the suppliers there are more business coming and the more people are using these services and they get more connected to the hotel. And for the hotel, they or destination management companies or event companies, whatever, they get kind of access to the supplier without paying a markup or commission, extra commission mm -hmm. or extra fees, which happens on most of the OTAs on most of the platforms, um, which is you have to do because you have to earn money as a platform. But they, this will bring the direct versus OTA argument in the middle ground where you have the direct access to the supplier without paying markup, with, with having direct communication, direct payment, everything is direct, while still using one system where you have all the suppliers in one place, which is mm -hmm. helpful for platforms. So I think that's where we are looking right now um, for to adopt the model. We're asking a lot of our hotel partners, we're asking our TMC partners. Obviously, the, the transition is not going to be in a day or in a month. I think it will be one or couple of hotels adopting the model with trialing and then expanding to other cities. But we're just still asking around, still mm -hmm. researching 
but uh, B2B can be work very well, I think. Then obviously there is a, again, there you have to have availability. If yeah. the hotel books yeah, yeah. and there's no availability, if there's no supplier, mm -hmm. that's a problem. Yeah, I suppose that if, if you're doing a, that could be an app. Um, if you're if there's someone developing an app, if you're doing some sort of membership or subscription and like to manage all that, so it needs to be something where someone can go and quick and go within. It's, it's always spoken about within tourism to have availability right up to the last minute. You know, if somebody goes, I, I really want to do a tour and they're already a subscriber, they can go, there's something available, click done, off yeah. we go. That's, it really needs to be that simple. Um, though I remember when I was in Barcelona, which I love, love the city of Barcelona. Yes. Um, the I had to, to, I went on a bus tour just to get a, a fuel mm -hmm. for the city. Took my family along, so I, I, at that time my, my small son was a year old at the most, I had my, my seven year old daughter at the time, whatever it was, my wife, um, having to get a ticket. We ordered the ticket, we thought we could just get straight onto the bus, but then we had to go to uh, another office to then get that voucher, it was actually it wasn't a ticket, it was a voucher, to swap that voucher for a ticket to then wait to get back on the bus in a queue and it was just like, Forever. This is so backwards. It's like no. Whereas if you had an app, just go bang bang, off you go. Done. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's oh, that's just the way tourism needs to go, and and, and and that part of it would need to get fixed first. Yeah. Before subscription models and things so like that. It, comes, can it be. comes back again to the availability and everything mm. else, and also it's instant booking. Uh, we are actually onboarding. We talk to a couple of companies like Urban Adventures. We're trying to onboard them because they have this instant availability, mm -hmm. and we we want to onboard more companies who do instant availability. And we already have this feature on the website where people, if you search, you can put instant available uh, confirmation. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things, our own model is very different. Uh, if you want, I can tell you a bit more about it. We Please don't, do. we are really a platform for suppliers, but we only do private tours and activities. So we have, we, we say we have three differentiations. The first is that we only work with the suppliers who offer private tours only, higher end and they're all verified by us. It means each of them have been talked to, have been tested by us, and there are lots of process going before mm -hmm. onboarding them. So that's one thing. But for the second part of it is, they don't have, for suppliers, they don't have calendars. And people said, why you don't have a calendar? Because then people wouldn't know how, who to book. Because our model, which I've learned in New World at ITB, which is RFP, Request for Proposal. I think we're the first company, I'm not sure, but I think we're the first company bringing request for proposal model to tours and activities. Right. So if you're a hotel, if you're a destination management company or events company, and you need a tour guide to do, or a supplier to do your tour in a customized itinerary, you basically put all the details in, put all in your budget. And the moment you say submit, it goes to all local suppliers and they bid on your offer. Wow. Which is kind of a very different approach to the, to the, to the industry. That itself is, is kind of a different. Mm -hmm. and we try to solve the availability problem that way. So we say, okay, it doesn't matter who, do, who does your tour, they're all good, yeah. we have tested all of them. I suppose it's a bit like, uh, and I'm talking about a different sector here, but I suppose it's a bit like, you know, um, check a trade, for example, website where if you're looking for a, a tradesman, you just yeah. put your details in and it goes out and, and they exactly. all come to you and say, right, I can do this for you. Yes, I can do this exactly. for that, that, I like that idea in tourism, actually. So that's, we, that's... We, we started that, so the way it worked, we, when we started in 2016, we got inspired by Airbnb. We said, oh, no one does Airbnb for tours. I just realized my research was poor. <laughs> <laughs> because a couple of months later, Airbnb bought a company called trip for real I'm like, trip for real And then I realized there's a company called Viable, Trip, and there's so many companies. I said, okay, that's not, that's not working. So we started looking for something else. And at that time, a company called Spectra 
Um, uh, Spectre is a big DMC, mostly mm -hmm. focused on events and corporate incentive trips. And they send us a request and they said, we need to, we found you on Google, which is was weird. I don't know how they found us. And I was happy. I said, well, let me come to your office to see. And we chatted and then I realized, okay, these guys are looking for always tour guides and stuff. And then Radisson Hotels are booking, to send a booking randomly. We worked as a normal OTA, B2B OTA. Um, we were just an OTA, but for B, we were targeting B2B. But sooner or later, we realized for last for two years we've been processing bookings. Eighty percent of the bookings comes through the emails. I'm like, why don't you book through the website? I said, you know what, I have to go to the office. So I went to all the offices of our partners um, and Jack Travel, Spectra, whatever, Radisson Hotels, and they said, look, we are love your tours and activities, but we don't want to scroll. We don't want to put the filters and just scroll. We want to say, this is our budget, this is the time and date, and this is what we do. Yep. And we, we just want to find the right tour guide. And I said, okay, that's what we can do. And that's why we introduced RFP model, uh, request for proposal, where they send, and it goes to all local suppliers. And suppliers is easy. They through your mobile phone. You don't have to log in. They just say accept, reject. And for both guys, we made all this live ticket, which is another thing we brought. You don't need to sign up through the email, email enabled live ticket. You can have still direct communication. We are very proud to have. We never intervene in between supplier mm -hmm. and buyer. And there were lots of cases that suppliers said, look, we just need to say something urgent. Can you give us the phone number? With the supplier's permission, we, we shared the phone yep. number. So they can have direct communication. That's why we want to get rid of these commissions as well. We want them to have more direct, more mm -hmm. um, inter in, interconnected communication where we are just helping them connect and then yep. the rest is on them. Well, it sounds like it's ideal because there's a, uh, without going into specifics, there's a big movement in the moment for tours and activity operators and suppliers and that type of thing to try and, because all the money that they are generating, well, a lot of the money that they're generating is going off to the OTAs, yeah. bank accounts somewhere on the Cayman Islands or something. Whereas it's, it's trying to keep that money and all that income within the ecosystem, yes. trying to help the destinations, trying to help all the other businesses within that. And I think for, for tours and activities to survive, I think it needs to go down that route, um, or at least 90% of it could go down that route. Um, so having, for what you were saying, or building up more of what you're, you're saying, I think would work well with that, to be honest. And mm. another thing with that is we, we, we're transparent with our commissions mm. to buyers and suppliers. Yep. And we say, we will pay you, that's the day, that's the amount. Of you, most of the times so you get paid late because in the TMC model or DMC model, business travel or incentive travels, or even large group travels, they come basically every B2B, they pay you at the end of the month or 30 day, 45 day notice. Um, we say suppliers are going to pay the next day as soon as the tour happens because we cannot wait supply make suppliers it's a small business they cannot just wait mm -hmm. we are a small uh, startup but we're betting on getting more investment yeah whereas uh, for small local tourism activities company they cannot wait for 45 days 30 days to get paid mm -hmm. so and and i think that's another thing with the, as a being a responsible middleman that's what we yeah. are everyone is that's all the otas are is to help each other to understand mm -hmm. and even if you lose money just get, get the small businesses because that's the trust yeah. building there um, and that's important as you say one of, one of the things about you know, going back slightly to the subscription model is it just sort of came to my mind that I, th I think what would really work well with that is if it was it wasn't just based on one operator one supplier yeah. if, if it was like a uh, say you get 10 or 12 or I suppose it's a bit like one of these cards that you get that you can basically eat at the various restaurants but you, you, it's one membership card type thing if you get different tour operators and different That's providers what I was thinking so um, when you said when you said subscription mm -hmm. and grey line and you get yeah. the tour company names I was what well, the reason we want to do it as, an, as a middleman or an mm -hmm. OTA 
because we have suppliers. You have, you have lots, yeah. Yeah, we have <clears throat> lots of suppliers. So even if they just said, right, it's, it's only one specific product that yeah. can be on this membership, but you had many of them, yeah. then it could be like someone could just decide, I want to do a food tour I, this month I or this week. I think Get Your Guide month. can do it mm -hmm. uh, because we Get Your Guide's branded tours. They have their own branded tours. Mm -hmm. um, the companies I think they can do it, pull it off is The Walks, um, Urban Adventures, Get Your Guide with their branded tours, yeah. with locals with their branded tours. And um, what was the other one? There was the walks and there was City Wonders. I think they, they have their own tours. Yeah. They just have different guides or operators who do it, but they have the brand tours. And if they can do the same subscription mm -hmm. model, they, they can grow fast. Um, yeah, so all that just, it just basically builds up a bank of money and everyone yeah. gets a share of it and that sort of stuff. And that's, I'm, I'm, they're, they're lots I'm excited about that, to be honest. To me, that's a, that, that if someone does that and it does it right, it could that's, be yeah, phenomenal. So if we can raise investments and get bigger teams, <laughs> so I can focus on those things <laughs> and not run from trade show to trade show and try then follow up emails. But uh, I think I think there's I think there are lots of because the space is very new. When we talk to investors, we say, look, tourism and activities is extremely new. You hotels have been hotels themselves is only lost thirty years since nineties, mm -hmm. early two thousands, um, and then tourism activities even newer than that. Although some companies, I think, get your guidance stuff are from two thousand eight. Airbnb, it's quite a, quite a ten years mm -hmm. now, but um, it's just right now it's getting attention that it deserves. So people should expect much more innovation in yeah. the industry. Yeah, um, not yeah, things are going to move on a lot faster. What it's people not only think. technology. Yeah. Yeah. It's not only technology. It's business models will change, the operations, the logistics, mm -hmm. the content itself will change how it's presented. Magpie is mm -hmm. an amazing example. I don't know how no one saw that. Mm. Yeah, no. I know. Uh, I I'm thought Techsoft and um, Fair Harbor and others will, were addressing the problem, that yeah. problem. But I didn't realize that they are actually just only focused on availability and the reservation. Mm -hmm. I thought they're also focused on content. Yeah. But apparently it is just uh, Magpie will bring something different. Yeah, I think I think Magpie and that we're hopefully going to be doing a video with uh, with Rod and Christian from Magpie shortly. But um, uh, what they're bringing, um, to, just to give you a sort of general overview, it's, it's a... In layman terms, it's a, a content management system that allows you to upload all your tour content, that type of thing, but then that gets distributed out to so many other platforms. But So you only need to manage it once and it goes out to everywhere else. And content I think, distribution. Yeah, incredible. content distribution. So I think that'd be... I think the challenge is there. If you go to different platforms, um, us, get your guide, get Airbnb, anyone, um, all the requirements for content are different. Yeah. Some of them have different limitations for the words. The fields are different, mm -hmm. so that, I think that the biggest challenge for Magpie will be how you how you bring all that. Well, I believe that's what they uh, they are trying. You know, they're obviously integrating many APIs, but they're actually saying like this title is the same as whatever it's called in another yeah. platform, and they're yeah, actually trying to do thinking. it. So it's obviously going to be a logistical nightmare. <laughs> but I, if they I, if they do it and, and, and yeah, they are doing it, it's it's, it's going to be great. If I was a supplier, and what I would love to see, one one dashboard says, okay, these are the main fields that are present in every single OTA platform. So if you fill this, it will be inevitable. Mm. So if you want get your guide, these are additional fields. Yep. If you want Kluk, these are additional fields and, and then more and more. Mm -hmm. And then you know what to manage and what to change. Yep. Um, I think one of the things, what we do as a pricing wise, for example, we have, I think it's dynamic pricing. I'm still trying to get my head around it, what people exactly mean, because I've heard many things. Uh, I think it's based on the season and time of the year, 
Sometimes. Yeah, it could be it can be various things, but yes, seasonality is part of it. Yeah, it's it's, it's if people crack it, great, but it's it's been able to and it's dynamic pricing in terms of different platforms as well, that yeah. type of thing. So it's it's oh yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, because right? we distribute to different platforms. Mm -hmm. No, it, and it's and it's I imagine it's it's a way to try and combat commissions as well. It's like some if some if a price is on a website on that company's website, it might be slightly. Lower. cheaper or yeah. lower because they don't have any commission to pay compared to well, a trip advisor yeah. or a get your guide and that type of thing so no so for me then the and i'll i'll, I'll get your opinion in a second but for me that the next big thing in terms of that side of stuff um is the dynamic pricing um to me that that's something it really needs to get sort of looked at um but for me it's what the the things like trip advisor and that are trying to crack is multi-day tours as well oh, yeah. um that's that's something they've been trying to do for a while if they crack that isn't it Tour Raider doing that? Tour Raider is the only one um, who has done it well. Um, I know the guys at Tour Raider quite well. Um, they, they were one of the first ones to do it. They do it really, really well. TripAdvisor and all that are now trying to play catch up because they actually realise, oh, wait a minute, why do we should really be in this space as well? And I think, no, they're try, again, they're trying to look at another avenue of generating more money. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, get your guide and everything else. They're looking at other ways to keep their investors happy, but in multi-day tours, I think it's going to be the next big thing that they're going to try and look at. But, but Tour Radar certainly has a head start in that sort of aspect. We, they do we, a very good job of it. We don't list purposefully to, uh, mm. multi-day tours because we realise you, then you need to list accommodation as mm -hmm. part of the multi-day tours. You need to uh, transportation, that brings total different liability, total yep. different insurance. We didn't, we don't list it, but what happens with our B two B partners, DMCs especially, or mice organizers, they tend to use our request for proposal platform, and then choo they choose because we have an option for multivators, yep. and they have just basically say we provide accommodation, we provide transportation, we provide lunch and dinner for the tour guide, and we provide X Y Z. And that is actually the majority of our B2B business coming from, right. especially for the Highlands, for example, in Scotland, three days, two days. Um, and the guide knows, okay, I'm booked for three days, so I don't, out of months, if I'm booked five times of this kind of tours, half of my months is full uh -huh. already, so they're very happy, they get good money. And, and this for, so we try, we also approach multi-day tours and uh, activities, but from a, again, mm -hmm. total different mm -hmm. perspective. Yeah. Um, that's hard because it tends to, most multi-days or a lot of multi-days tend to be more bespoke yeah. you know, that there's not something you can really book online for the most part yeah. so they're looking at be quite bespoke itineraries and all that sort of stuff so it is a harder model to crack but I think if someone can if you had enough product on a page you can say right I want to do this this and you know, allow the yeah. user to select the various things that they want and that creates the price and goes it's almost like building a, a proposal online and just going this is what I want and off you pay yeah. if someone cracks I, that I think the, the, the interview you did I, I watched it last week I'm not mm. sure when you did it with a guy from multi-day tour company that has offices in Germany as well. What Max Adventure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they are. They, I like that. I, I looked at the website. They have mm. the kind of radio tours. They, yeah, they, what they do is they have. Uh, they do have tours you can book online, uh, that, especially for certain products like the West Highland Way, for example, yeah. stuff like you can easily book that online. But um, but they also offer what they've found and what Neil said in that video is they found that because of the multi-day tours they still get people who phone up and they have to do it that way as well it's not really something you can book online right um, so they have both they do it for both of them and, and Neil was actually really smart earlier on in his business um, he did uh, guided tours as well yeah. 
scrapped that and it's all self-guided stuff now yeah. uh, and that's why his business just skyrocketed so um, so he, he basically was ahead of the curve at that sort of step but um, no, in terms of well uh, before we finish up in terms of your own business what do you how what's the future of get guided and, and what do you see the future of tourism yourself and what do you see it's going to happen over the next few years Actually, tourism is, is quite challenging um, when we were discussing before the video mm. one, one of the, the most simple challenges is for example terminology I've hired um, uh, a consultant to, to, to help me with work from part-time, from time to time, it's mm -hmm. basically on a self-employed basis. Basically, whenever I need her, I just say, look, there's some work to be done, can you help me out, I cannot manage it. Um, the hardest part was to explain her how the industry is operated, because I have like a bunch of cards from trade shows, and then you look at the company, it says DX, XYZ DMC, you go on their website, they are basically doing guided tours, and then their DMCs were actual DMCs, what they try to do to push their own tours to different OTAs. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but you don't have your own tour guides. You don't yeah. check your tour guides. You basically say, oh, this is Barcelona city tour. And then I book it, but then you try to go and find someone to do that tour, hopefully. Um, and then there's obviously tour operators are getting mad because they say you have to be, if you're a tour guide, you have to be called tourist guide, which is different from tour guide. So it's lots of terminology, but it's very challenging. Um, tourism activities. Mm -hmm. um, I think well, it has to go through the same route as hotels and flights. Lots of standardization, lots yeah. of simplification. Don't know how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. No, I need to. If, if, the, if the industry is going to move forward in any sort of way, it has to be it's more like, standardized. It's like in any startups, if you're not, it, it's not scalable just mm -hmm. yet. You have to standardize and simplify the process and have the same mm -hmm. set processes mm -hmm. so it can be scalable all over the world. Um, but tourism activities, uh, it's growing, obviously. Mm -hmm. I don't believe statistics too much where people say people book uh, love experiences more than everything mm -hmm. else. I think that term, first of all, is only based on US market mostly. And second is the word experiences is used very broadly. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of startups using that word for, as a, for their own tours and activities doesn't necessarily mean that experiences will mean the same. So, I think then again we need to look deeper into the, in the industries, what experiences mm -hmm. really mean, um, and a lot of reports have to change. Um, that's another thing that will change from the industry. But it's going in a good direction. For us, what we're trying to be, we are trying to be a world's leading B2B platform for custom and mm -hmm. private tourism activities, especially what we call it this RFP model, we call it the reverse marketplace. Uh, we want to be that, to bring in that. Um, we believe Scotland is a, have to be, truth has to be told, Scotland is a very small uh, ecosystem, in, not only for tourism, but for startups and investment. Yeah. And we cannot compete with Get Your Guide, with Crook, and they can mm. grow better quickly. Uh, we are, our goal is to be decent size and hopefully then continue growing under wings of larger corporation. Mm -hmm. uh, because I believe the idea is there is the right idea. We are one of the, if not the first one, you're doing this, but we are talking to some big, big companies. Yeah. Hopefully, in the future, if they will be interested, we can be part of it and then grow and bring something yeah. new to the industry. Um, for, from the buyer's perspective, from supplier's perspective, we want to be the most flexible platform for suppliers, where they can reach hotels, where they can reach mice organizers, like total different market yeah, yeah. than they normally wouldn't. Because um, you, if you're an Edinburgh tour guide company or experiences company, you're not gonna try to find uh, mice organizers or outgoing travel agencies in California and try to reach them. Yep. So we want to do that process in negotiate, bringing those sites together. Uh, that's our goal. Um, while doing that, we want to be sustainable and 
and also ethical in terms of processes and business operations and make sure that no one is, we always pay supplier first, we always get paid on the, on the right terms as well. So that's, that's our goal. Um, and then after hopefully a couple of years exit, we have more ideas for mm -hmm. the tourism. But I want to just keep working on yeah. lots of different new ideas Excellent. and change the, change the market, hopefully. Change the market. Excellent. Excellent. So if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best, best way? Uh, they can come to our website. They can add me on LinkedIn. It's, uh, my name is C-A-V-I-D-N-A-D-I-R-O-V. -I, I think you can put it in the description. I'll, put, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, be, I'll be there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can, they can, I love LinkedIn, so they can mm. get in touch with the LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is good because you keep it updated. Yeah. It's better than emails. Um, LinkedIn, uh, our, my email, my, yeah, you will put in there as well. Um, and then just come to our website. I would love to grab a coffee or have a Skype call with anyone, supplier, buyer, investor, anyone who is interested. And I, I'm, I'm, I can't share my expertise or anything because I'm, I'm open for discussion. I'm not, I'm in industry for only three, four, three years. So I'm, I have lots to learn mm -hmm. um, and definitely open to hear from people, but I'm not a, not, I'm, I'm willing to have open well, discussions. From, from what it sounds and from what I know, the ideas that you're bringing are, are fairly unique in terms of what, no, no, what you do and stuff like that. So even though you've only been in here for three or four years, I think you are bringing something new. So I think it's worth having a discussion with you. Maybe that's a good thing, not being from the industry before, because you see from total different. That's what they see even when it comes to marketing. It's like sometimes you have to look at other industries to see what they're doing, to sort of see what you can bring in to, to enhance yes. the tourism industry. So it's, it's part of branding, it's part of marketing, it's, and that's what every business should be doing anyway. It's like if you're, if you're running your own campaigns, your own marketing campaigns, don't just look at your competitors within your own industry. Oh, yeah, look at what other people are doing. It's like oh, ideas from them. So, but, uh, but no, I appreciate it. Thank, thank you very you, much. You. And uh, So in the next Digital Tourism Show, we'll hopefully have another guest speaker. Um, and hopefully it's going to be the guys from Magpie. So we're going to see if we can bring that up next. Uh, but remember... Uh, See, do you think do you think subscription models are going to work within uh, tourism? Uh, do you have your own ideas on what, how that could work within tourism? No, leave comments. No, post up on our groups, post up on LinkedIn, or our YouTube channels, Facebook channels. Love to hear what you guys think. So until the next video, I'll see you soon.